Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. So, a little bit of news. Uh, we got uh, Nintendo announcing a new Pokemon game this week. Uh, That's true. Just hit, I believe, today, actually. Yeah, they, they announced, yeah, just they announced yesterday that there'd be a trailer, and today the trailer dropped, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, Nintendo has announced Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch. And it didn't take long for the memes to flood the internet. <laughs> nope, nope. There is a Pokemon that is literally a sword and a shield. And uh, Poke- N- Nintendo fan like, people made memes of that Pokemon just being like, seriously, Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember what that Pokemon's name is. Um, I haven't really much played Pokemon One. since Generation 2. I mean, I have Pokemon Moon, but after I beat the first gym, I was just like, Nah, and just kind of stopped caring. So yeah, somebody uh, po- made a made a meme that was uh, these new Pokemon games look great, and it's instead of Pokemon Sword, it's Sword Art Online, and instead of Pokemon yeah. Shield, it's Shield Hero, Rising of the Shield Hero. Yep, yeah, I saw that. Like Pokemon Sword Art Online and Pokemon Rising of the Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a Shield Hero. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty great. Um, a little bit of news as well. I just barely added this. I'll go ahead and add the link later so we can go ahead and add it to our website. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Pauline has been announced as DLC for Super Mario Aces, which is their new, which is their recent tennis game for the Switch. Tennis, okay. So this is Pauline from... That would be uh, the original girl that Mario had to rescue from Donkey mm-hmm. Kong in the way, way back in the day. She has been recently kind of made a resurgence in Nintendo games. Um, she was in um, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Right. Uh, games for the Game Boy Advance and the DS. Um, and she's the mayor of New Donk City mm-hmm. for Super Mario Galaxy. Right. Not Galaxy, my bad. Not bad. Super Mario Odyssey. Odyssey, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Odyssey. Um, and uh, they have her singing uh, uh, Jump Up Superstar, which is kind of the theme song for it. I mean, uh, in part of in part of the, the quests you undertake while in New Donk City is that you go around and you find musicians... Um, for her performance that night. And then right. during her performance, you're going around collecting things as well. Okay. It's a very, very fun, very, very upbeat song. Mm. Um, I'll have to lend you my copy of Mario Odyssey so you can go ahead and give it a play. Um, and then... Um, of course, I have to finish your copy of uh, the um, Uncharted. Uncharted collection and get that back to you first. You're still in game one, aren't you? I'm 90% of the way through game one. Okay. Okay. Um, it's like... And suddenly zombies. And suddenly zombies, yeah. It takes a very, very weird turn. Every Uncharted game takes a weird turn about 90% through. Okay. Alrighty. Um, anyway, um, something that I'm also very personally excited for, I've been kind of following this game for a while, Grand Blue Fantasy and then Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. These games, they are action RPGs set in the Grand Blue Fantasy universe, which anime we covered. Uh-huh. And one of the playable characters is the female knight. I can't remember what her name is, but she's the one with the rapier and in the full-body plate armor. Right. Made by the same company that's making... Uh, made by Platinum Games. The same guys who made the Bayonetta games. Um, the same guys who made that Transformers game you really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's... That'd be Transformers it's, Devastation? Yeah, Transformers Devastation. Yeah. They've made a ton of just amazing games. Nice. Um, and they... Um, so, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is uh, and Grand Blue Fantasy Versus uh-huh. are both getting simultaneous worldwide releases. Nice. So, I believe that means that, yes, it's coming to the States. Um, but, yeah, that's got, it's apparently the game's planned for about six, country, uh, six languages. So, okay. but yeah, it's planning on getting a worldwide release, which I'm very excited about because up until now they hadn't really said whether or not it was coming to the States. Okay. Um, okay. And then you found a little bit of news. Uh, yeah, I was browsing around looking for something to share <clears throat> and came across this headline. New web manga focuses on Captain Harlock in Sengoku period. By the way, here's an image for it. Oh gosh. That's a web manga, though, so that sounds it's like a, it's a fan project. Yeah, it's a web manga, but it's celebrating eighty year. It's the celebrating the eightieth birthday, um, 
of, of the, uh, creator? Of the creator. Oh, okay, the cool. Creator. So the work celebrates the 80th year since Matsumoto's birth in 1938. Mm-hmm. Five two-part chapters are currently available to read free on Picoma. A new chapters will debut every Wednesday. So the article in question will be linked on our website, uh, WhitakerWeekly.com, and you'll be able to check that out. Okay, good deal. Um, well, with that, I think it's time for us to go ahead and get started and jump into three episodes in. Sure um, it was your turn to pick this week, so how about you go ahead and uh, and get us started? All right. So the epi- the three episodes, the series we decided to uh, watch this week is Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Uh, description reads, In Cosmic Era CE-70, the tensions mounted between the Earth Alliance and the Zaft forces caused by the bloody Valentine tragedy have erupted into an all-out war. The Earth Alliance's mobile armor forces and tanks launch. Mobile suits are destroyed one after another. It seems a foregone conclusion that the Earth Alliance, with its superior numbers, would be victorious, but this initial assessment proved to be false. Almost 11 months have passed since the initial conflict began, with no end in sight. Okay. Okay. So, let's go ahead and get started. Um. Okay. So, first thing I really noticed between... Sorry, with, I'm uh, updating something real fast, so. And, <laughs> so, the first thing we noticed um, that, that, that I noticed was just how dense the character introductions were in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And having never seen any Gundam beyond a couple episodes of one really weird weird one where this guy had like a uh, uh, an ace of hearts emblazoned on the back of his hand or something like that. Oh, you're talking about Gundam G Fighter or something like that? The Might one where it's, the one where they control it like it's um they like um it's like a virtual reality it's like full sphere. Motion control inside. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that and just it, I only saw a couple episodes of that. I saw almost all, if not all, of Gundam Wing and the uh, uh, the follow-up movie, Endless Waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really my first time watching any other Gundam series. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I got I just had the feeling watching the first three episodes that they have, they've spent that they're introducing a complex cast of characters, each with their own motivations and. Excuse me. And it's kind of an older series, so they, they maybe didn't necessarily have the best techniques for slowly introducing complex characters, mm-hmm. like they do in shows like um, uh, Kogias, a more modern um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. giant mech anime with uh, deep political uh, divisions mm-hmm. and uh, internal loyalties. I guess we can say that it's older. I mean, it aired... In 2002, when it first started, ended in 2003. So it's not terribly old, but yeah, you but are e- right. E- but even for the time period, they were mm-hmm. using older animation techniques, even for the 2000s, early yeah. 2000s. Mm-hmm. So they were doing, they were at the time doing an homage to, you know, 60s, uh, 70s, 80s, early, eight, late 80s, I want to say, late I 80s. I don't know if they were doing so much an homage, but speaking of which, um, the verse, th- first three episodes are very, very similar in story progression, in character introduction, and for reasons behind why things happen uh, as the original Gundam series, uh, where he's the main character is really much, pretty much just a civilian that gets thrown into this conflict. And because of how the conflict unfolds, he, he ends up piloting Gundam. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Um, so the uh, the series the the first episode opens up with our main character uh, behind on his homework and being called into the professor's office to get more homework or something. Um. Yeah. And pretty much. And there's a, there's a whole lot of you know, it, it cuts back and forth between the various characters. We don't get their names. We don't get their positions. They're just introduced as interesting characters at first. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it, but, uh, and so it's kind of hard to follow whose allegiances <laughs> are with who and where everybody is exactly. It they jumps just, around a lot. They, it does mm-hmm. jump around quite a bit. Uh, but something that's happening is there is a space station called the Orb uh-huh. that is being infiltrated by enemy forces 
and they're laying bombs and setting timers. Mm-hmm. The meanwhile, everything everything is a proceeding according to uh, just life as usual, mm-hmm. which just reminded me of an old uh, Hitchcockian um, uh, mm. technique for tension building. It's like mm-hmm. the way you build tension in a scene is show the audience that a bomb is about to go off, but have everybody else not know. Yeah, yeah. Which I think he literally did in North by Northwest or something. I don't think that happened in North by Northwest. But I need to rewatch there's, that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, political intrigue in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, it, including apparently they were not legally allowed to film near the UN building, and so they pulled up in a van, opened the door, had Cary Grant walk out to the UN building with a camera inside the van, walk out, walk back, close the door, and drive off, and they used that shot for the movie. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we uh, so kind of kind of moving on. Uh, those bombs eventually do go off, but we're yes. introduced to multiple characters. We're introduced to the to the main character uh, Kira. Um, we're introduced to like this country orb is a. We learn that they are a neutral country that they have nothing to do with the conflict. That it's between Earth and um, and uh, the uh, and uh, uh, the forces call themselves Zaft, Z A F T. Zaft, mm-hmm. but they also call the the colonies in space. They call them plants, where the word plant, P L A N T, is initials mm-hmm. with a lowercase <clears throat> s at the end, so it's a plural. Yep. So whatever that initials mean, they don't cover in the first episode, or they don't cover it in the first three episodes, if I recall yeah. correctly. No. But um, anyway, uh, we're introduced like there's this girl with red hair that the main character obviously has a crush on. Um, we're introduced to his friends and his colleagues as they're working in the science department. We're introduced um, to a mysterious blonde girl wearing a hat. Very who, obviously a girl. Who, like, despite the fact that every other guy in the room just addresses her, just refers to her with male pronouns. Yeah, just like, like, oh yeah, him, like he's waiting for the professor and we're just like, that's obviously a girl, you guys. I mean, you can literally see her figure in the coat she's wearing. Yeah, just, she's not doing anything to hide the fact that she's a girl. She just has a hat on. In fact, later when it when it comes it comes as a shock to uh, to Kira. Kira that it is a girl. It's like, what? You're a girl? What were you thinking this whole time? It's like, like she's, she had, she had no intention of disguising that fact about I'm herself. Like, like seriously, and like the th- the thing is, she looks literally no different not wearing the hat than she did with the hat. I'm like. It was really obvious. I mean, could you not see the hourglass figure that she had in that coat that she was in? Ah, uh, late 80s anime tropes. <laughs> um, maybe. I don't know. Oh, look at I you with the Sailor know. Moon haircut. That must be popular. No, it was never popular. <laughs> it was never. Only one person in the whole world had that hairstyle. And yet they never were able to figure out who Sailor Moon was. Oh, uh, the punchline is machismo. Machismo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's have a Sailor no, the, come on, these sailors, the Sailor Scouts are smarter than mm-hmm. this, they'll never fall for a moon princess contest. Oh, manly guy's doing manly things. She hasn't updated in a while, I hope she no, starts I, updating again soon. I've heard that she, I, She's on I, hiatus. Hiatus, okay. I she did it was... every week for eight years, oh. in addition to doing her very demanding animation job. So mm-hmm. she's very much taking a, long, a needed break. So I don't know if she plans on coming back. Um, but that being said, I hope she does because it's one of my favorite web comics. Right. I, I adore manly guys doing manly things. Um, but you know, take the break that you need. So we don't want, we don't want a, a beloved comic going the path of Garfield where it's literally the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so war breaks out. Yeah, and so because it turns like out the, the Earth the... Alliance has been secretly building, mm-hmm. has been has placed a secret military weapons manufacturing base inside of this neutral territory, mm-hmm. which is why it got attacked in the first place. Yep, it got attacked in the first place, but the fact is, a lot of people still don't know about it. So, um, Zon or Zod or whatever they're called, um, they Zaft, Z-A-F-T. Zaft, thank you, Zaft. They still, while they were attacking, and like it was their job to go in and steal these these prototypes mm-hmm. um they still were attacking civilian targets so yeah. that's pretty it's pretty easy to see that these guys are not good guys no um, they're, they are actively in a war that has no end apparently mm-hmm. and they are justifying immoral well, 
it's immoral on both ends. One mm-hmm. that one country decided to betray neutral territory by uh, mm-hmm. by building weapons underneath um, mm-hmm. civ- uh, civilian targets, and mm-hmm. so. But anyways, the battle breaks loose. Uh, all the civilians are starting to rush towards um, rush towards shelters so they can evacuate if necessary. Um, the uh, the Earth military um, is just getting uh, pretty easily gets overwhelmed in this surprise attack. Um, yeah, because they are a weapons manufacturer, they are not a full security base mm-hmm. armed to the teeth as any other mm-hmm. military installation would be expected to be. Well, also at the same time, we learn that, uh, like, at the beginning of the war, everybody expected Earth to just dominate because of their superior numbers and yes. resources. But um, but uh, Zaft has been fighting them to a standstill for the last 11 months. And so, in episode three, we come to find out why. Yeah. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but in episode, uh, but anyways, we're still in episode one, and we meet some other main characters. Like, one of them is a woman in a, uh, in a grease monkey suit. Uh, and she is a lieutenant, and she's fighting off uh, soldiers who are trying to take these suits. Yes. Um, three of the suits, uh, three uh, three of these prototype mobile suits get taken very easily. The last two are inside a hangar, and the main character, Kira, he has come across the blonde girl again, oh. and he's trying to get her to safety. Right. Um, he, uh, anyways, um, well... The blonde girl seems to be somebody incredibly important, despite the fact that she's barely in the first three episodes. But every time we see her, it's the shots are composed in a way that indicate mm-hmm. that this is somebody well, who's going to be important in the future. She also sees the uh, the suits, um, and she has a breakdown, and she says, "Father, you betrayed us," which probably means she's the president's daughter or something. Of, or something. Something no of that idea. No idea. Um, but anyway, um, they uh, he's able to get her to a shelter that barely has room. Um, and uh, he then goes off to try to find another shelter for himself. But the, ex- the escape is... The escape blows up and he finds himself going down to the last two mobile suits where that woman is yeah. fighting uh, to defend them. Yeah. Um, they, uh, like, one of the... One, one of the exchanges is he's running across the catwalk mm-hmm. to try to get to where he was told there was another um, uh, bomb shelter, another shelter for him mm-hmm. to go into. And uh, the brunette, the the lady lieutenant, tells him the only thing you'll find over there is a door with nothing on the other side. And then an explosion goes off. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, he then comes down because he realizes that's his only option. Um, but before he... Before that, the bomb goes off, as she tells him that, he tells her to look out because he sees somebody who's crept up from behind on one of the cat on the catwalk and is about to shoot her. She then turns around and shoots that guy before he's able to do anything. Yeah. Um. So he just saved her life, and then he um, he goes down and uh, she sees one of her men get killed, and then she kills the man who killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the man who killed him is one of the five pilots that have been chosen to steal these suits. The other one being a blue-haired guy, um, uh, whose name I didn't write down, uh, but it's like Azure or something like that. Um, let me go ahead and pull it up. But it turns out that, mm-hmm. uh, but Azure comes up on... It's, it's not Azure. Um, it's, um, hold up the documents. Loading... Athron. Athron. Athron is his name. What's his last name? Do you have a... Do you have a I did not write down his there's, last there's name. There's something Z-related. It's like Athron Z... I'm just going to... Okay. I would butcher it, so I'm not even going to bother. Okay. So, so. Ashram is uh, seeking to avenge his fallen comrade uh, and passionately charges after the lieutenant. He shoots at her and wounds her arm and she falls over. And um, and he's either out of ammo or whatever reason. The gun he pulls jammed a or something. And then he pulls a knife and goes after her. And then he stopped when he notices the young man next to her, Kira. And it turns out that Kira and... What is it? Athrun. A-T-H-R-U-N. Athrun. Were childhood friends who had separated... At, then one of the last things they said to each other is, "Don't worry, the 
Earth is never going to go to war with the. Uh, yeah, Earth and the Earth and the plants will never go to war. Yeah, and so they go <clears throat> they go their separate ways, and clearly that happened more than eleven months ago. It doesn't say exactly how many how long ago it was, but if the war's been going along for eleven months, then that event obviously transpired before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they haven't seen each other in who knows how long, mm-hmm. uh, and then they see each other all of a sudden on opposite ends of a battlefield. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of freak out about it. And Anthrum then gets out of the way because the female lieutenant um, pulls out her gun and starts shooting at him again because she's able to get her gun back up. Um, right. And he gets out of the way. Um, and then she then throws Kira into the cockpit and follows after him. Um, and that's where the episode ends. With the Gundam starting to With rise up. With the Gundam up. starting to rise up. So, okay. mm-hmm. so that's the first episode. We got through that pretty quick. Um, second episode, I mean, it, the, the, there's a lot this, of characters, but when it comes to, like, density of what actually happens, not a lot happens in the first episodes. No. We should probably mention that there is currently an ace pilot, blonde guy, who's also a lieutenant, who is outside fighting uh, the forces of Zath, mm. and is doing a pretty good job at it. Like, he's yeah, he really good. He's doing a really good job at it, and the... I don't know if he is the commander of the forces of death or just a higher rank lieutenant, but apparently this is just a Gundam tradition to have a villain with a mask. Oh yeah, well no no no, he's he's a commander. He's a, he's a lieutenant in Zath. Mm-hmm. Um but and he and the blonde pilot are rivals apparently. Yes. They know each other. Um but yeah, it's uh, I don't want to say it's a tradition because it's not always in the Gundam shows. No. But we know of 3 that it's in. I mean, we've got the original, then we've got the second, we've got Gundam Wing, Wing. and now we've got Gundam Seed. Right. And But if but if this is just a if this is a reboot of Gundam Seed of Gundam I don't know then, if it's then, a, we, then we can't really call it more than one. I, mean, I don't think it's a reboot. It feels like Anyways, I'll probably I'll, well here. Go ahead. Let, let's keep talking about it. I'll go ahead and see yeah. what info I can find on the okay. fly. So because, because obviously you know, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a reboot of Full Metal Alchemist. In it's a retelling. It's yeah. It's it's more of a retelling that follows the actual source material. It does. Um, and it's just it just is it's a restart, and they are restarting uh, Fruits Basket as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so trailers for mm-hmm. that have been dropping. Um. But it's just a question that I don't have answered, is whether or not uh, Gundam Seed is a faithful retelling or reimagining of the original Gundam, or if it just happens to be very I, similar in the I first three episodes. I don't think it is. I think it's I think it's of a similar vein, though. Okay. I think they took a lot of inspiration from the original series. Um, but go ahead. keep keep. Uh, let's go ahead and start with episode okay, two. So episode two info. starts a combat scene between the Gundam and uh, uh, the forces of... Uh, Zaft, mm-hmm. um, and something that's interesting about this show that I haven't seen in other Gundam before. Every Gundam seems to automatically be very colorful, but in this show, all the Gundams are um, a pale, off color, uh, off white colors, until they push a button which activates a thing called um, phase armor. And mm-hmm. then, and then they become the colorful Gundams that you've come to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, what phase armor? It, well, it's just it, it enables them to take a lot more damage by, um, or or just shrug off a whole bunch of damage mm-hmm. like projectiles and other things. And so it, t- it takes very special weapons mm-hmm. to defeat a Gundam with it when its phase armor mode is activated. Mm-hmm. Um, so episode two uh, features. Um, the lieutenant and uh, Kira basically trying to share a one-person cockpit mm-hmm. while she's trying to fight off uh, these. It, these, um, even though she's in a better weapon, technically, mm-hmm. she's not trained. She doesn't know how to use it. And a running gag through episodes two and three is how awful the operating system was. Or the Gundams. It was it was an OS meant for helping to test it, not actual combat OS. Right. These were not combat ready. No. Mm-hmm. No. Which, by the way, I was uh, at a flight school a couple months back, and they taught they told me that in modern fighter pilots, they actually don't have a heads up display in the cockpit of the fighter plane. Mm-hmm. It's all 
a VR heads-up display in the helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I guess that saves them room for, uh... Okay, so... Sorry, I found some articles online, and one of them says that it is in, it is uh, it is uh, based off of the original Gundam. So okay. they did take a lot of influence from the original Gundam, okay. but it is not the original Gundam. It's not a retelling of it. It's brand new characters. It's just the first three episodes felt exactly like the first couple of episodes. To like even like let me let me go ahead and pull up a picture. Keep talking. I'll go ahead and pull up a picture of the okay. original Gundam ship, so you can see how close it is to the um, the Archangel that we have here. So. Right. All right, so, um, yeah, that was something else that was going on with with the explosions and the assault and everything happening mm-hmm. all at once. Is that they did demonstrate that they decimate the military force that was hiding there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they had uh, they were just annihilating the military uh, presence on that base on that uh, space station. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the uh, the combat continues, and uh, oh what, no! Okay, so the thing I wrote down here that was pretty cool is, as the lieutenant is trying to um, stand her ground against this other experienced combat okay. pilot. The original ship was called White Base. Uh huh. So you can see how how close it is to yeah, the, the Archangel. The, the, it's almost the Archang- identical. The Archangel is a slight is a slightly more is, elegant. Is version. more curved. I would yeah. say it's got curves, whereas with the white. Um, yeah, it, it's Evie versus Wally. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. If they were based on the same model, that is. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, yeah. So, um. Kira has a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Four guys and a girl who seems to be the girlfriend of one of the guys, mm-hmm. um, who haven't uh, haven't completely evacuated yet, and they're in the street behind him. And if he takes another step back, he will crush them. Mm-hmm. And so he pushes the lieutenant out of the way and takes command of the uh, Gundam and pushes back, mm-hmm. and then realizes how awful the operating system is, and rewrites it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And then starts behaving better. And the the other pilot, who's an expert pilot of a Gundam, mm-hmm. um, is saying there's no way a natural could pilot a Gundam this well. Yeah. Uh, or not, a, or a mobile suit this well. Apparently, yes. mobile suits are extremely complex. Right. And take higher brain capacity uh, in order to pilot correctly. That was something that they did when they captured the other Gundams. Is that they went through a checklist of. A, make sure the uh, auto-destruct sequence is turned off. Mm-hmm. And then go through a calibration system before they could fly off on in them. Mm-hmm. So, that was something that they, all, that, they, that they did with the three that they were able to uh, ensconce with at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, apparently the last... Uh, um, uh, Asher? No. Athic? Ather? Athrun. 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 Um, the uh, the first episode ended with Athrun getting into the other Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's ordered to take off with it. So says, you've got the Gundam, just take it back. I'll take care of this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kira um, slowly starts l- learning how to use the Gundam and starts kind of winning in combat. Mm-hmm. ultimately defeating the guy and the guy ends up having to take an escape pod and set his own Gundam to self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Well, his own mobile suit. It's not the gun in Gundam. The Gundams are a very specific type of mm-hmm. mobile suit where, where there are non Gundam mm-hmm. mobile suits. Every, yeah. Every single time we have, um, a Gundam series, except for, I think like Gundam double O eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gundams are always a very special type of mobile suit. Right. Um, in Gundam Wing, they're made of Gundarium, and they're just extremely advanced machines. Right. In um, in the original Gundam series, uh, Gundam had an AI that allowed it to learn from combat. And that's why the main character, um, they decided to have him be the, be the uh, pilot, mm-hmm. uh, because he... Um, uh, because um, Gundam also learns better how 
depending on who's piloting it, Gundam reacts differently. Mm. Um, so because of how he piloted it, Gundam shifted its systems around to better accommodate him. Yeah. Amino, or I think his name is Amino. Um, in this in this series, Gundam seems to be an acronym for something about a system that <laughs> interfaces with a person's nervous system. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they flash a screen for half a second. I didn't pause it to write it down, but they flash a screen for half a second that introduces what a Gundam is to Kira as he's booting up the uh, operating system. Uh-huh. Um, that just says basically talks about how a neural interface or something like that that um, mm-hmm. that is designed to work with the person so that they can because they can sense because their nervous system's tied to it they can sense things going on around them mm-hmm. with it. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, because by the time I started watching Gundam Seed, um, they had gotten to the point to where they didn't bother explaining how things worked. No. So it was just when when Kira or Ashran got into one of the Gundam suits, they were just that unstoppable in right. combat because nothing else could match them. And that brings me back to a bit of, um, what was it, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, is you kind of do have to watch the first series before you watch the second one because they don't bother with some of the exposition of events that that overlap yeah and I, i've heard that you want to watch the like and i'm fine with watching the, the original series it's great yeah um that said i think the new series is just better in every way i know a couple people who don't agree with me but you know what they're wrong um <laughs> anyway um you know who you are well i doubt they listen to this podcast um i ran across a couple there were a couple a uh, couple of older gentlemen uh, that i ran into anime bonsai several years ago uh-huh and they just said that, well, no, I prefer the original series. I think the original series is just better. And I'm like, okay, you can be wrong. It's completely your choice. I mean... <laughs> <clears throat> um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, one thing that I've re- that some friends have recommended is that they watch the original series up until the point to where the series is diverged mm. and then going into Brotherhood and then right. watching it from there. Right, um, because Brotherhood just shorthand some of their earlier episodes because like why redraw it? I think exists. it's like six or nine episodes, something like that, where yeah. it's just very quickly the first twenty some odd episodes cut short. Right, um, but it's still like a sixty episode series. And then another, so, and then there's you know Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball Z Kai. Anyway, um, which, but no, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like this series just seems to. Seems to be catering to people who know more about it than me. It could be. I mean, um, maybe, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. I just saw a ton of similarities with the original series. Mm. Um, I will say, though, that I it didn't feel like it was catering to me. Maybe because I was just bored while I was watching the first three episodes. Really? I really, like, I didn't, nothing really grabbed me. Nothing really was just like, oh, this is awesome. Maybe it's because I've seen where it goes. Um, or maybe it's just because I have so much on my plate. The thought of watching a 60-episode anime right now is just like, no. <laughs> I still have other shows I need to get caught up on. Sure, so, sure. Uh, but anyway, um, so he rewrites this. Uh, so, uh, long story short... Um, after they stop, after he stops piloting the Gundam and saves everybody, um, the kids save the lieutenant's life and like you know uh, wrap up her wound, mm-hmm. and then she says, "You're all," and she pretty much arrests arrests them all because they've <coughs> seen state secrets, and they're, they're they're like, "Wait, no, what? No, we're from a neutral territory. You can't do this to us." And she said, "You've just seen the military's top secrets. I can't let you go anywhere." And to me, that makes perfect sense. You know, to them, it sucks. But at the same time, what's she going to do? Yeah, she, she has to, she has to, um, yeah, if she lets them go, she will be court-martialed and possibly executed. Yeah. That's that's where she's at, mm-hmm. as a uh, military personnel. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they, um, the, as they are... Uh, she gets uh, anyways uh, they they accept that the the fact that they're gonna have to do what she says otherwise she's she will kill them yeah um 
and they go off and the, like one of them brings some supplies for the Gundam. Um, Kira's in the Gundam doing some things um, and like keeping a lookout on, on what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then just as uh, they well, he, get, he, I think he's trying to send out a uh, a signal or a distress <clears throat> message. He, he's he's trying to get on the radio, but the radio the the radio has been blocked. Right. Ever since uh, Zath attacked. Right. Um, but anyways... Um, Meanwhile, in the, uh, the <clears throat> deeper bowels of the, uh, the space station, mm-hmm. a single ensign and a handful of uh, 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 maintenance crews are the only survivors... Of, of the their, explosion. Of the explosion of the... Uh, on the uh, what did they call the ship? The Archangel. The Archangel. Well, and it wasn't. It, it didn't even hit the Archangel. It was explosives they set up around the Archangel, right. in an attempt to destroy it. So only the people who were on the Archangel, which are maintenance crews, builders, and her, and we're learned that all the officers except for her are dead. Yeah. Everyone died except for her. So she's now the ranking officer, and Ensign is the ranking officer of this prototype battleship. Um, and so. They, uh, and so she's like, well, crap. And she's like, well, we've got to get out of here. So, um, well, there's still ships outside. Well, then let's go out with guns, with guns blazing type thing. And so the, um, well, they can't get the other things. They can't get the door to open. So they're just going to shoot their way through. Mm -hmm. And as they're starting to take off, the guy with the mask, um, is fighting the pilot through the uh through the colony like they're going through storage facilities and things like that shooting yeah. each, trying to shoot each other um and so, that's where we're so, going that they yeah. know each other what happened what, how that led up to it was um the the pilot in the red ship was about to go the, back into the, the, ace the colony pilot that we mentioned before the, the ace pilot mm-hmm. in the red ship was about to go back into the colony when the masked pilot Starts shooting at him. Well, we and then goes into the colony first. He notices that the enemy units are retreating. He's right. like something's wrong, and then he senses something, and that gives us. A, and then uh, it cuts to the guy with the mask. He's like, "Oh, so you sensed me as well?" Uh. And so, and that's when their clash begins outside the colony, and then they continue to fight through the maintenance bays and all, and like these massive air ducts and things like that mm-hmm. um, until they finally break out into the inside of the colony itself. Yeah, they burst into the main mm-hmm. area, which is a the internal, <clears throat> the interior of a giant cylinder that is like blue metal for sky on about three quarters of it and then green grass uh-huh. on the... Uh, it's a, the if everyone's ever seen a Gundam show before, it's yeah. very much what their colonies are like. Their interior colony, mm-hmm. colony yeah. Which they called it uh, Heliopolis. Something like that. Which means Spiral <clears throat> City, actually. Huh. Because uh, Helix and mm-hmm. Helicopter get the same mm-hmm. root of uh, that something spinning around. Okay. Um, but So they have their fight, um, and the pilot loses. Um, he doesn't die, but... No, but, um, but his ship is designed very interestingly. It's got a main shaft, a main fuselage core, and then four very large barrels that seem to be uh they detach and act independently they detach and it seem to be drones that can fire upon Mm -hmm. and then reattach to the ship Mm -hmm. and he starts losing these drones until he's out of them yeah um but uh and then um and then the guy with the mask gets behind him and destroys the main gun on his ship Mm -hmm. um and he's about to uh and he's about to attack gundam as he and he sees gundam uh or well Gundam starts shooting back. He's got this laser weapon, uh, this beam weapon, and beam weapons are extremely yeah. powerful in the gun universe. So what had happened from that point of view was because the radio was jammed, they had one of the kids bring the trailer that the Gundam was attached to mm-hmm. so that they could power him up again and try to boost the signal of the uh-huh. radio. But he also happened to have weapons there. And so he, so it was all, it was all in one unit in order to give him extra power to boost the radio signal he also had to equip all of his super weapons yep and he equipped the beam weapon and like i said beam weapons in the gundam universe are extremely powerful like you remember you remember hero's beam weapon uh from gundam uh, gundam wing i do yeah that's that's what typical beam weapons do in in the gundam universe they're just yeah. extremely powerful well he shoots and misses at this at this ship uh ship and then blows a or at the enemy mobile suit the guy with the mask yeah and blows a hole out the side of the space station Mm -hmm. 
Um, and yeah, and so the space station itself is becoming a victim of this fight. Yeah. Um, and then the bad guy retreats, and I think that's the end of episode th- two. two. That is. Episode three, um, they, uh, oh no, real fast, another thing, well, he doesn't actually escape just then. No. Because, um, uh, because Archangel shoots through the, um, blows it blows its way into the main area as well yeah, blows its way into the main area which distracts the the guy with uh uh with the um the mask the mask yeah. and then he gets his suit gets damaged in the fight i don't exactly remember how but i remember him losing his arm and in episode three everyone would be like holy cow he the lieutenant lost his lieutenant suit is damaged like completely unheard of that his suit has been damaged before right um but he um but anyways, um, but that's what happens when he's fighting a Gundam <clears throat> with somebody who knows how to use it versus, or somebody who could use it, someone who can use it, and you know, an extremely powerful ship. And he's like those fools; they failed to destroy Archangel, and but Archangel is also an extremely powerful ship, right? Um, but so uh, that's the end of episode three, episode two, episode three. Um, everybody's gathering their strength again. Right. And, um... Uh, the forces of, um, Zaft, the Zaft forces, are regrouping to, to send another assault to try to capture the last Gundam. Capture or destroy it. Um, meanwhile, uh, the colony is trying to, uh, uh, everybody's still in bunkers and buckled in because... Uh, the bunkers also double as escape pods the, in the worst case they're scenario. They're saying that they are currently at level nine, and um, that uh, th- and they want everyone to remain in the bunkers because if it gets any worse, they will evacuate. Then they yeah. will launch the bunkers into space. Um, and that's again when we see the blonde girl as she's as she's in one of the bunkers, yeah, um, just buckled in to some kind of a harness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, um, cut to, uh, but then, uh, we learn, well, the ace pilot then comes on as this officer, as the, the female lieutenant and the ensign are discussing what's going on. And she, the, the ensign wants to know, you know or the, the, the lieutenant wants to know who, who's in command. Mm-hmm. And the, the ensign's like, well, you are, ma'am, because everyone else is dead. But she says that because the, the, um... The, the the ace pilot comes in and says permission to come on board. I'm trying. Well, my my the ship that I came with has been destroyed. Yes. So I need to I need a ride. So permission to come on board. Yeah. So I need to I need to speak with who's in charge so I can come on board. Okay. And then the ensign's like, well, actually, the, she's in charge because she's the ranking officer. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah, everyone else is dead. Yeah. So this lieutenant has now have this command thrust on her, and she's like, yes, you have permission to come aboard. Yeah. Um. And that's when the ace pilot turns to see the boy, uh, to see uh, Kira, who um, who had uh, piloted the Gundam during that fight and had and had reprogrammed so the OS on the fly. And the uh, the ace pilot asks him, "Oh, is a uh, he calls him a coordinator, like, oh, which immediately coordinator? puts everybody else on high alert." <laughs> mm-hmm. We find out briefly after that fact that what's happened is apparently the forces, uh, so there's what are called naturals and coordinators. And a natural is somebody who is born on Earth or just born genetically normal. Most people on Earth, on Earth are. But apparently it's been a common practice for the forces in space to genetically enhance or modify their young to better... To be better suited for life in space. Mm-hmm. And so he is a first generation coordinator. His parents were, which means his parents were both natural. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, so, but, but because all of the enemy forces, and this is why we, we said we'd come back to this. This is why the Zaft forces are, are not losing the war as quickly as they thought they would, because they are, even though they are few, they are superior. Mm-hmm. They have faster reflexes. They think faster on their feet. This guy reprogrammed an operating system between getting shot at to make his suit better. Mm-hmm. These guys are super geniuses with um, just mm-hmm. in, with these enhancements. They're space Nazis. But <laughs> okay, not refuting that. Uh, 
Oh, was it? I think Bill Burr had that thing about going to Sweden and seeing all the beautiful men there. And says, you know what? Hitler may have been onto something. Anyway, Anyways. Bill Burr. God, he's a horrible man. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so uh, immediately the guards that are present raise their rifles and aim it at him because because he's genetically modified, he is immediately assumed to be one of the enemy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I live here but because his, I his, wanted to avoid the war. His college friends stand up for him. And, uh, and it's and, like, this is a neutral territory. People from both sides wanted to be here to avoid the war. Yeah. And uh, and the, that's the lieutenant who says that. She's like, well, this is... And like, well, the pilot says, well, what do you think, lieutenant? And she says, well, this is neutral territory. So it makes sense that people from both sides of the war would come here. Because it's neutral and they wanted to avoid the war. And she ordered the soldiers to put their weapons down. Yeah. Also because she's seen him fight. Uh, the, like she, he saved her life several times. Yes, and if he were an, if he were an enemy combatant, he wouldn't have betrayed the enemies in in opportune situations. He would have taken he would have taken the suit. Yeah, and gone to the enemy. Um, but anyway, um, they get everything up onto the ship, and um, they uh, but again, the enemy comes in and they're attacking, and they have another battle inside of the um. Inside of uh, Heliopolis or whatever it's called, uh, Heliopolis. Heliopolis, uh-huh. and it's um... and every every shot that they miss starts destroying the space station further and further, and we just mm-hmm. watch the decay happen. And the enemy doesn't care; like they don't care if they miss. Um, like the the Zaft with, there with every with every villain that they with every Zaft. Uh, mobile suit that they managed to destroy the mobile suit seems to in a, just a desperate attempt to do something fire all its missiles at, at random mm-hmm. just hit something well and uh, one of the like and one of the things that they mentioned that the that the pilot mentions is that one of those mobile suits that they're bringing in is a heavy bom- a heavy bom- bomber suit designed to wipe out military facilities yeah and they're in a civilian uh, a civilian space station a civilian space station um, now, at the beginning of this episode, uh, Atherin, did I get that right? Atherin. Atherin. Mm-hmm. Atherin, um, was ordered to stand down. Like, he got a Gundam, he brought one back with him, uh, rest and relax. Mm-hmm. And while everybody else was go- ordered to go off, he finished up the, the checks and everything that he was supposed to do, and then disobeyed orders and launched the Gundam he took with him into combat mm-hmm. and the commander was about to say something but the guy with the mask is like no let him do it let's like, see what happens let's see what happens um and uh so the thing the guy who was leading the attack was the guy who got beaten by kira in episode two right um but uh bit by uh now i was i was having trouble following <clears throat> i was honestly having trouble following to figure out just how many different forces there were because they they'd never really had a unifying um factor like i i couldn't tell if there were more than one factions of the zaft forces attacking at the same time or if they were a unified front between two different types of strike forces like you had your mobile infantry on the outside and you had your uh, infiltrating uh special ops team on the inside and, oh no at the at the very beginning, beginning at the very beginning they had their special ops team that infiltrated it, yeah. and then they had their mobile strike force to distract them it, but again the uh-huh. way the, the way the show was made it was very uh-huh. confusing as to just how many factions there were and who was doing what yeah it first. was it was very hard to follow at first i agree with that like and they so were I not think, clear on who was who so i'm thinking it's one mm-hmm. of those shows that you go back and watch again so that after you've learned who everyone is so it makes mm-hmm. more sense the second time around except that i don't want to watch 120 episodes of a show <laughs> i don't have time for that um anyway um well go and get an internship at a library again no (laughs) no no that's that's not happening because i want because i enjoy getting paid what i'm getting paid um anyway um so to cut a long story short the azath gundam suits start getting destroyed Mm -hmm. and that starts upsetting the uh the leader of them um, and he starts making some mistakes, and this time Kira has a sword. He has a beam sword this time around, yeah. which is different from the regular beam swords we see in Gundam. Usually, the beam swords we see, it's just a beam of light. It's a, it's a, like it's a, lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. But in this one, it's it is the beam of light. But there is a cape. But there seems to be 
uh, well, not seems to be there. Seem there is a uh, it, the the beam of light exists on the razor's edge of a sword. So it's a sort of containment unit that that yeah, has it's got the a beam, containment unit mm-hmm. that has the beam of light. Mm-hmm. Be- so and you've seen uh, I think there's there's been plenty of examples of this like laser axes and things like that. Oh that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it reminds me of the lightsaber or the beam saber that uh, Travis Touchdown gets in uh, Killer7. It's a video game from the GameCube era. Okay. Go ahead and look it up. (laughs) Um, But uh, but yeah, um, it's a very, very silly game where he gets a lightsaber on an online auction and he decides he needs to become an assassin because he gets it. So he goes and he hunts down the world's top seven assassins. Okay. So, yeah, it's a silly Alrighty brutal then. game uh but anyway um he uh but anyway um so uh he's well, using this beam saber and yeah. the guy he's fighting against um is always talking about is making these comments about how oh he's so quick he's so fast um he, this guy can't like how can a natural be this skilled type thing not realizing that he's going up against a coordinator mm-hmm. um and uh he gets distracted when one of his friends gets killed Yep. Um, Kira then chops off his leg and then brings the sword down again for another strike and destroys uh, the Gundam. We should probably say that this is his... I think The this mobile is, suit. The mobile suit, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably say that this is his second confirmed kill. Because yeah. the first kill he had, he rammed a couple of massive Bowie knives that the Gundam happened to have in another, gu- in another mobile suit. But didn't that guy escape? And then oh, they, was that they, oh was that the guy who escaped? Yeah, so okay, this is never, first, so this is his first kill. And his first kill was a friend and commanding officer of, um, Atherin. 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 And so Atherin is immediately um, in vengeance mode mm-hmm. and goes to fight the Gundam, Gundam on Gundam, and they can't make it ground on each other and. Eventually, they do come to realize, yes, the they, they had been in denial. No, I just... See, both of them were in denial. Both of them like were thinking, no way I was could, There's things. no way it could be him. It, it's no way he's here yeah. type thing. And then eventually, it comes down to the point of, oh, yes, you are here. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Why are you on this side of the conflict when the last shot decimates the... Uh, when one final stray shot blows up just enough of the space station that it starts falling apart. It's mm-hmm. code 10. Brought, uh, all of the uh, shuttles are being mm-hmm. launched off. And because so much of it's falling apart now, the vacuum of space is ripping mm-hmm. it into sections. And both Gundams are sucked into space in mm-hmm. opposite directions. And so... And, and that's, that's it. That's it for episode 3. That's and that's the first three. three episodes of Gundam Seed. Yep. Um, final thoughts? I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to watch more personally. Okay. Um, I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen any of the original Gundam, so I don't know where it's going with it. It's this. a I'd good like show, and there's a lot of really good things that happens in it. I'm gonna say that right now. Okay. okay. It's a very good show. Some very good things happen in it. Um, but yeah. So if you're interested in it, by all means, watch it. One, I'm like I said, I didn't much care for the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, but I did kind of enjoy seeing how they were pulling from the original Gundam for inspiration for this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I was just like, mm, this is not really holding my interest right now. That's fine. So, and we have so many other things right I have now. So many other shows I need to watch. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's and, it. And, and now you know. We watch three episodes on Wednesdays just before we're recording these podcasts so they're fresh in our mind. But these days, I'm watching one episode of uh, Shield Hero and then three episodes of this. <laughs> I'm behind on Shield Hero. I'm behind on um, SAO. I'm uh-huh. behind on um, you... um, Certain Magical Index 3. Mm. Are uh, you up to date on Slime? Of course. Of course. Of course I'm up to date on Slime. Slime. This, this week's episode of Slime was great. Um... <laughs> And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens in the next week. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, so uh, so that's it for three episodes in for Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. And what are we watching next week? Next week, um, I had a, one idea for a show, but I decided right. to go ahead and change it. Um, because we talked about how it's the 80th birthday of the guy who created Captain Harlock. So we are going to be watching the first three episodes of Captain Harlock Space Pirate. So the original 1970s? Ni- the year is 1970... Uh, sorry, the year is 2977. 
Mankind has become complacent and stagnant. All work is done by machines while humans spend their time on entertainment. So that mm-hmm. is the summary from Crunchyroll for Captain Harlock. It's not a big summary. I've kind of noticed yeah. this about Crunchyroll's older summaries. They tend to not be very detailed. Right. Like even the one for Fist of the North Star, it was just like talking about a guy doing martial arts in a post-apocalyptic world. I'm like... I could write a better one for you. I could write a much better one for you. So, but anyways, that's the synopsis for Captain Harlock, which we will be watching the first three episodes of for next week. Fantastic. Okay. Now, we've seen the uh, CG animated movie. Oh, I love that movie. That movie's great. But I'm looking forward to Mm -hmm. watching the original source material. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's it for three episodes in. It's now time for Recommendation of the Week, which is your pick. And this time, because of the animation style and things that uh, this show reminded me of, I picked something that I haven't watched in a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I am recommending the anime Noir. Okay. Now, the first time I saw Noir was... Oh, man. So, where where there's now a Dick's Sporting Goods, before that, there was an FYE. And before that, it was a media play. Mm-hmm. So, more than, I want to say, two decades ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it that long ago? Maybe it was more recent? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I'm walking around in media play, and they have in one corner their anime section and they mm-hmm. have they show the action sequence from the first episode of noir on their nine jumbo screen display mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and just showing this 14 year old girl grabbing a man's tie uh, ju- jumping off a man's chest grabbing his tie doing a flip over him and then landing the floor below hmm. slow just dangling from the tie a bit and then letting go and hit- and coming to the ground so what the show is is it's an action, um, it's an action thriller featuring two assassins, including one who is a fourteen-year-old Japanese schoolgirl, mm-hmm. and the other is a uh, an adult French um, female she's, assassin. She's blonde, isn't she? She's blonde. Yeah. She's, her her name. She's supposed to be French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody speaks Japanese though. Yeah, it's anime. of course. Um, of course. Uh, but it's it's a very interesting, very fun action film, action series. Interesting tidbit: the that show was made by B Train Studios, uh-huh. the same studio that made Subasa Chronicles. Huh. Anyways, just wanted to go ahead and pull that pull that little bit of that little fact out. Did, is that did they make the OAVs of Subasa Chronicles no, or the original series? They, um, it said Subasa Chronicles and then Subasa Chronicles Season 2. So I think they did the actual series of Subasa Chronicles. Okay. I have the series of Subasa Chronicles and it's not as good as the manga, which is almost always true, isn't it? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, I, I find that if the show comes first, the show's better than the manga. Mm. But, um, if the sh- uh, but, but anyway. Well, the, my, 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 just one of my big complaints mm-hmm. for it was that uh, the manga is really <clears throat> well paced and the show seemed to drag a little bit. Gotcha. And there was, there were certain scenes in the manga, certain poses in the manga that were just so much better than they, than the poses mm-hmm. ended up getting drawn in the anime. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, that's it for recommendation of the week, Noir. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and give our creator a shout out this week. And this week I'm giving a shout out to Astor. Alexander, and he um, he is an extremely talented artist. Um, You may have seen some of his pictures before, but he has kind of made a name for himself on gaming news websites because he has drawn pulp noir covers Uh for video games. So, so he's doing his own fan art of these. He's not being commissioned for them or something. It's just, or it's just, it's just fan art just that he's for, made. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, like uh, I think like one of the what was called like Space Bounty Hunter, and it's like a picture of Samus, but it's Samus in an old 1920s style, what they thought a spacesuit would be. Oh, so that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, another one was called uh, Twilight Girl, uh-huh. and it's uh, and it's a detective noir with Link and. Uh, and Midna? An adult Midna. Ah. Or, or like her full body. But well, well, but well she, given the noir setting, but she's, she's probably a uh, she, Jessica Rabbit style dress. She is not not exactly like Jessica Rabbit, but she is still dressed like, um, she is dressed is she as, a femme fatale? as a femme fatale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Link's got like the suit and like the disheveled tie and stuff oh. like that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. 
It's pretty awesome. Link uh, so, as Dresden. <laughs> so go ahead and give like um, I couldn't find a Facebook. And I don't think he has YouTube, but I found him on Twitter, Instagram, and he's got a website. Uh, he's got a link on Behance.net. Okay. Um, so we'll go ahead and have his links on our site for people to go ahead and check him out. All right. Remember, this is episode <clears throat> 43. So come to episode 43 on Whitaker Weekly. And yep. We'll have episode the link 43, for you. and we'll have the link for you. Um, or you can just go ahead and look for, you know, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, which is, again, the title of the, ep- the episode we talked about today. Yep. Um, but anyways, uh, thanks so much for listening in this week. If you listened on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. And the links we'll have for Al- for Astor Alexander will be in the doobly-doo uh, for uh, YouTube. Um, if you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even support us on Patreon. Uh, where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has the links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, Patreon page, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference, and if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. All right, well, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Ben Coombs for providing the artwork for our podcast for us. And another shout-out to Brazmataz for their music, Dreykolk, which we use for our opening and closer. All right, well, that's it for another week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a good week.